reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, chapter 24, text 20. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Brinda Kule Rupe Daneva Vijaya Kichunoi Prema Yoge Bajile Se Krishna Tushta Hoi Good birth, beauty, wealth, and education are useless. Krishna is pleased if one worships him with love. Omeganet Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalatam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vancha Kalpa Tarubyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Pavane Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivas Adi Gaur Bhaktivinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So greetings from New Jersey um, A bit unusual for me to be here at this time of the year. Usually I'm in Vrindavan, but I always look at the positive also, although I'm in separation from Vrindavan. The positive is I'm supposed to be in Vrindavan and all my responsibilities are there, so I have no responsibilities here, uh, except uh, this class and uh, my uh, writing, and then it's just chanting Hare Krishna. So Krishna has given me facility to just chant Hare Krishna. Taramadye sarvashreshne nama sankirtan niraaparade poya paya premadat. Of all the processes of devotional service, chanting the holy name is best. And if one can do it without offense, then one easily can get the Krishna Prema. So uh, having fun also writing the next part of the article, those of you, most of you, I, probably all of you, hopefully, are my Monday morning greetings. My God, it's almost four years I've been keeping it up and I wrote about Krishna West in terms of the presentation. Now I'm writing how essential um, the culture 
the cultural artifacts, the art to the cultivation of bhakti. And I'm, it's very interesting. I, I, I'm just working on it now, but I had an interesting discussion with Eka Chakradas, who is the program director of the Yale School of Sacred Music and has a PhD and his thesis had to do with really the origins of <coughs> Bengali kirtan. I'm just sharing before I get into this and it's really interesting that you know, we're trying to break it down to what are principles and what are details. Principles are things that are universally true. Details are things that are um, relatively true. For example, you should worship the guru. That's a principle. Every Vaishnava has to worship the guru. Having guru puja in the temple, that's a detail. There's no Gaudiya Math that has Guru Puja every day. When I came to ISKCON, we didn't have it every day. But Prabhupada established that for, for various reasons. So trying to analyze the culture that Prabhupada brought to the West, was it when I, when I, the, the point I was really trying to make, I'm, I'm just going to, I think it may be interesting. The point I was trying to make is that ultimately there, it, it, ultimately Veda means knowledge. Knowledge is not Indian. It's transcend, it's transcendent to geography. And part of that Veda or knowledge is a, a culture uh, to cultivate spiritual life. So our confidence is, is that Prabhupada either gave us the eternal culture or things that expressed it in the sway of historical context. Um, those things could be changed those that are eternal principles can't. And I get, we, we, he gave a very nice example of the Madanga. You know, that there are certain instruments in Krishna's pastimes and they're very pre-industrial simple instruments like the bamboo flute, the vena, the Madanga, Indra played the drum in the Kali Alila when the demigods came, the coal. So he was explaining to me that these simple instruments have very, very special qualities because the, 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 the essence of that type of music manifests in Krishna Lila and in Indian classical music, it was to accompany the voice because everything is about devotion and devotion is manifest through the mantras or the song. 
So they were specially geared to be tuned to the voice. And he, and, he, and he described how you actually can't duplicate it. He said the drum has a particular timbre or particular sound with clay that has a particular effect on the consciousness. And the number of notes and, and that uh, you can do can't be duplicated on other instruments. And for example, and then he gave the example of harmonium, which is very suitable for kirtan, but it's not an eternal principle. It was introduced by the German missionaries, I think the 18th century or something. And then it became incorporated into kirtan. He told me one time they even banned it from All India Radio because it has a limited scale. It can't do all the notes that are required for the classical music. So anyway, trying to make distinction between things that you can, that express eternal principles, but are in the sway of historical context, and therefore you can bring in different instruments to express the same thing. And it's not just we're talking about bhakti, we're talking about Krishna bhakti, we're talking about Krishna lila. And, and, you know, and he was telling me, and even if you could replace it, he said in his study, because his field is percussion, his study of the Madanga, it, it, it's so intricate, it, it, it's perfected hundreds and hundreds of years. So even if you came to another culture and you wanted to replace it, um, it would take hundreds and hundreds of years to attune it to the and it couldn't be done anyway because it's, it's not that type of it but it, uh, another instrument couldn't do it. it wouldn't have the same sound it wouldn't have the same but even if they could it would take hundreds and hundreds of years to you know develop that tradition because you know he's He's actually studied it and went to Bengal. They have something called the Jayadev Mela where the best Padavali kirtaneers in Bengal come. And Padavali kirtan is a particular type of kirtan where they do leela and they have different groups. And the, the people are watching, they're sleeping, watching the performances. I mean, that's where they sleep. Then they go out to the woods to the bathroom, bathe in the river and come back. So he went there and you, you see the, uh, the depth that, that, that it can. And he, he mentioned in those things, the harmonium is never, you know, it's introduced now, but it's never the prime instrument. The prime instrument is the voice supported by the Madunga and the Kartals. And maybe in the background, there'd be a harmonium. So stay tuned because I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. Sometimes I like the challenge to kind of try to figure something out and, you know, subtle points and go deep. So a lot of times it's not really there until I, I get it, until I, I finish the article. Anyway, here, it's just another beautiful story of this gore, Leela of Lord Chaitanya. He's staying with Srivas Thakur and there's a very humble, maidservant named Dukey. Means very sad. 
I described sometimes in Bengal, the parents give very not complimentary names when many, many children have died before in childbirth. That's what happened to the, the wonderful Vaishnava, um, Dr. Fakir Mohan. I told the name Fakir is Farsi, I believe. Something like that, the beggar. But his parents lost many, many children before him. So they named him Fakir so that God wouldn't take a beggar. So anyway, she was named Duki, but she performed that service of, of bringing um, Ganges water. And she pleased Lord Chaitanya, but it is Farsi. Okay. Thank you. Um, so, but she pleased him. Patram pushpam palam toyam yo me bhakta piyachi. If you order me, offer me a fruit, flower, or some water, I will accept it. That's what real bhakti is. Bhakti is the bhakti comes first and the action comes second. In karma yoga, yat karoshi, rasnasi, whatever you do, give to me. The action comes first and then comes the bhakti. So bhakti is out of love you do something and you express it. And it's the expression of love. So a very, very poor person, the simplest thing may be an expression of love. Like if a child gives the parents a, a, a little piece of paper where a little broken flower is given. I'm looking for my, let me show you something one second. Yeah, that was uh, a Vyas Puja gift, a little painting of Tota Gopinath given to me by Kishori Radha's daughter, Nopriya. Of course, that's actually quite a nice work. But even when she was young, she would give me something very, very simple. But it's the love that's offered. And, and that's the point here. That's God's pleasure. That's also our pleasure. Things are not pleasure. Love is pleasure. Affection is pleasure. Relationships are pleasure. And the things are the expression of that. And if the things are just for your selfishness, they actually don't give they actually don't give satisfaction. They actually don't give satisfaction. 
like a rich person that uses everything for himself selfishly is not happy because the things are used selfishly. They're not used for love. So, and you can't get Krishna without love because God is a person who is only revealed in love. You can't see God without love. You can't see anybody else without love. So, all the teachings of the Vedas and Srimad Bhagavatam were directly exhibited by Sri Gaurasuddha. So, a person, a teacher's life should be a demonstration of the philosophy. Again, I'm just mentioning Dr. Fakir Mohan. He was a great Vaishnava. Um, I used to get to serve him because he would come to Vrindavan on Govardhan Puja and we'd go up to the hill and we'd have a big, we'd have like a big Abhishek right by the hill. There was like a mound of dirt that went up to the hill and these shilas and we put, and you know, he's very humble and in the background and he was very, very old, maybe in his 90s. So I sometimes see him in the back and I take him by his hand and bring him up front. He wouldn't push his way and hold him by his hand and, and, and bring him back. But the first time I met him, I was just in Govardhan during Kartik, like I did for, did for so many years. And I saw him, well, if you know, the Gov Iskan Govardhan, the temple's on the f one floor up and outside of it is a, a rotunda with marble where they used to worship Govardhan Hill. That was part of the worship. You could actually see the hill. You can't, the trees have grown too lush. So they told me this saint is there from Arisa and I came and as I tried to pay obeisances to him, he kept on moving this way and moving that way and moving this way. And I couldn't understand. It looked like a wrestler because he wouldn't step on my shadow. And where sometimes we have a problem worshiping our contemporaries, if there was an Iskan sannyasi or he, oh, he'd want to meet him and offer respect and offer respect. So you see the beauty of humility and you see the strength of humility because there's nothing more strong than resisting the false ego, the insidious desire to be the center. So it's great strength, humility, and, 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 and it's great psychological integration because you're true to your real nature and you don't have a hang up about it. Your only regret is that you haven't realized it enough. So, so within these stories, you actually see the life of a Vaishnav. I am unable to describe the glories of Srivas's good fortune. There is no end to the good fortune, even his servants and maidservants. So he's fortunate, but how fortunate are the people that serve him? Dasa, dasa, anudasa. 
what is it that that song bhakti vinotakura manasa deho geho joho kitruara arpila tuapade nanda kishora jivane marine there's one line there if I take birth again, let me be born as an insect in the house of a Vaishnav. To serve a, 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 a devotee. To serve a devotee. And I, I was giving a, a seminar on happiness, three keys to happiness, three keys to inner fulfillment. And I, I, I actually often Vaisheshika Prabhu calls me up when he's giving a seminar and asks me if I have any points. I'll give him everything I have, everything. And then occasionally he'll also give me, and I, he gave one lecture I went to, and he said one of the secrets to happiness is whenever you're distressed, serve someone. <laughs> switch the consciousness away from yourself because that's where the misery is. <laughs> How fortunate to serve a Vaishnava. I remember that the great Saint Ramesh Baba that lives in Mankutir. And he has like, I don't know, uh, this broom is way up there and you got to walk up, up across a plank actually to get to the room because there's windows on all sides that look all out Barsana. And whenever I visit him, and it was always at awkward times, either he was shaving or he was eating, he'd stop and say, is there any service? The service mood, the bhakta, his heart is open for service. His heart is open for service. So there's no end to the fortune of, of even his servants and his maid servants. Okay, now there's a very, it's like eight or nine verses together. So listen. One day, as the Lord was dancing in the house of Srivas, The devotees headed by Srivas happily engaged in Sankirtan. Srivas Angam is Rasa Stali in Gorlila. What that means is every place in Mayapur is the same as in Vrindavan. It's just a transformation due to mood. The mood of Vrindavan is Madhurya, sweetness and intimacy and love. And as I heard it, one lecture I heard by one sadhu, he said, Radha and Krishna are enjoying that love, but when they want to give it, then the mood of odharya or magnanimity becomes more than the mood of madhurya or sweetness. And 
Radha and Krishna become Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Vrindavan becomes Mayapur. So Mayapur is Vrindavan. The mood just transforms it. So it's Rasa Stali because what is the Rasa dance? It's the culmination of the highest love. And what is it? It's the relationship of Radha and Krishna in association with the intimate devotees enhanced by music and dance. So what is Rasastali? It's, it's that type of same mood because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is there, but it's enhanced by music and dance. So Srivasangam is a very, very special place. It's where the Sankirtan mission began and they'd have their nocturnal kirtans. And if we ever were fortunate enough if we're ever fortunate enough to be absorbed in a kirtan where a drop of nectar fell from the sky, I remember being in the Kumbh Mela 40 years, I don't know, so many years ago, some 35, 40 years ago, sleeping in a tent on the cold, and it's very freezing cold on the sand, and then there's a dotty or carpet and a sleeping bag, and getting up and just covering myself with a blanket and walking to the river, the Triveni, where the Saraswati, Ganga, and Jamuna, the Triveni, the three rivers cross, and bathing at 4.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, just taking off the blanket and then going into the cold water. And it's cold. It's cold. You know, maybe a few degrees centigrade, maybe, you know, 35, 40 degrees maximum Fahrenheit. And then coming back for the Mongol Arctic and then Lokanath Swami was singing and it was so sweet that I almost tilted my head to the side because I really felt Goloka Premadan Harinam Sankirtan. I really felt that it was coming from the spiritual world. I felt like the Vrindavan cows whose ears never fall down, their ears are always up because they're hearing the nectar of Krishna's flute. And like cups, they, they don't want to lose it. So multiply that a million times, that's what Srivas Thakur is feeling. By the arrangement of providence, the ladies watched the son of Srivas leave his body because of some disease. As Sri Satyananda was dancing in ecstasy, the sound of crying filled the house of Srivas. When someone dies in India, the, the system is, especially the ladies, they sit around the body wailing and it's contagious, and then more people come, and other people come, and they just sit around wailing until the body is taken off, taken away, and they just wail and wail and wail and wail and cry and cry and cry and cry. So all these ladies are crying. As Sri Chachinanda, Sri Vaspanda therefore immediately went out and found that his son had left his body being most sober and conversant with the intricacies of spiritual science, 
Srivats began to solace the ladies. You all know the glories of Krishna. Control your crying and pacify your minds. A person who even once hears the name of Krishna at the time of death attains the abode of Krishna, even if he's most sinful. The Lord is now personally dancing here and his servants headed by Brahma are glorif glorifying his qualities. Is it proper to lament for a person who leaves his body at such time? If I can ever become as fortunate as this child, I will consider my life successful. So this is a fact. When a Vaishnava leaves the body in an auspicious circumstance, it's no tragedy for that person. I think in the story of when Maharaj Prickett left and, and, and the people surrounded him, it said, when the devotees surround someone who's leaving this world, it is considered that Krishna has come. I was in the room. Imagine that, I was in the room. There was only about 40 of us, maximum maybe. I was in the room when Prabhupada left the body. So, but he's being, he, he's saying the philosophy. I'm not sure a philosophy is the right thing for every circumstance. Because sometimes when people are emotional, they need something more psychological than philosophical. That's a fact. But anyway, it's a, there's no tragedy for the person. It's the separation from us. And therefore, in Vrindavan, it's very interesting. They don't make the stretcher before the person leaves, but they get all the materials because it'd be considered inauspicious. But then the person leaves, they make this bamboo stretcher and they put the body on it. And then you take the body and you dance through the streets of Vrindavan. But at the same time, generally the Mahotsava, the festival for the person who's passed away doesn't happen to 11 days afterwards because there is mourning. The mourning is not for the person. The morning is for the people who are in separation from that person. Burijan Prabhu told me after Bhakti True Swami passed away that this will be the decade of tears. Because most of Prabhupada's disciples are between 68 and 80. In another 10 years, most of them will be between 78 and 90. So you can imagine increasingly, they're gonna, I, I'm gonna leave. And, and I thought about this. So what it's gonna be, it's gonna be extremely painful because the, these, these people that are your friends that are in your life, but because they've served, it's so auspicious. I sometimes meditate on the people who passed away. Bhakti, True, Swami, Tamal Krishnamaraj, Mother Jamuna, Mother Rasagya, 
incredible, wonderful people. In the evening, Lord Karunga danced in various ways with Srivas enclosed in, within Srivas enclosed courtyard as the auspicious vibration of Hari's names filled the courtyard, the atmosphere. The kirtan was accompanied by madanga, drums, kartals, and the occasional cry of jai. The misery is everyone who saw the Lord's dancing were destroyed. Because that mood of service comes in the heart when you become attracted to someone and it's so attractive. And that's the satisfaction of the heart. If you do deep, deep meditation, you should wind up at a platform of gratitude and service. And you'll see that that platform of gratitude and service is so much different than what your mind is going through now. You'll look at that mind, but you'll be in the soul. And you'll watch that and you'll think, wow, I was there? I was there? I'd rather be here in that mood of gratitude and service. So anybody who saw the Lord, their miseries were destroyed because they immediately went into the soul. I am a servant of, 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 of Guru and Krishna. Devotees became intoxicated in uninterrupted ecstatic love. They forgot themselves as they continually danced around Gorchandra. Gaur, At that time, actually, uh, wow, this Sunday, I was upstate New York and I was picked up by Amala Vaishnav and then he drove me down to Newburgh where I took prasadam at the house of the Ravals. Kind of broke my no spice fast after four months. And then drove me right to the city and there's not that many, there's parking in the city now. There's not that many cars. There's not people going in there for Broadway shows. And, games, sports, Madison Square. It's not that crowded. And we sat, there's about 40 or 50 devotees. And, you know, Janavi did two kirtans. Jai Jagannath. You know, it's so easy to be absorbed. And in Washington Square Park, so many people passing by and stopping because it was so impressive. At that time, the son of Srivas left his body within the house because of a disease inflicted by Providence and the ladies loudly expressed their grief. Now, I don't understand why it says Bhaktivinoda Thakur here, so don't even ask me the question, but. Uh, 
Bhakti Vinod feared that if the crying became too loud, the Lord's ecstatic dancing would be disturbed. Realizing the situation, Srivas quickly went into the house. I don't know if Bhakti Vinod was another name for Srivas, maybe. So he was so fixed. The kirtan didn't stop. After entering the house, Srivas solaced the ladies with his nectarian instructions. Listen, you foolish ladies, you are uselessly lamenting. How can distress remain in the presence of ecstatic love for Krishna? Well, Maybe he felt the potency of the holy name could bring people off their emotional platform, but um, generally speaking, uh, that wouldn't be the general tack to tell someone who's in tragedy Krishna's mercy. But somehow, I guess God, Lord Chaitanya was in their house, the soul is eternal it was auspicious. Some went back to Godhead. So how can that remain in the presence of ecstatic love? That it can lift one off the mental plane to, to not only the intellectual plane, but to reality, to see that Asochan Anvasochas Twam Pragyavadam Jabashase Gatasun Agatasun Nanu Sochanti Pandita. Although you are speaking learned words, Arjuna, the wise lament neither for the living nor the dead. It doesn't mean that they're not compassionate, but they don't lament the change of body. The lamentation is if a person is in ignorance and therefore identifies with the body, therefore we should feel sad for them. Not that just someone is leaving the world. You know, and actually you see this in India, you know, it, death is not such a big thing as it is in the West. People have a sense of eternality. I mean, especially the people I know, my friend, the Molly, you, the gardener, many of you know. Um, you know, I see they get sick, they, you know, they wail, they cry, they do things, but it, it, it's couched within this reality that they're eternal. It, it, the whole Bhagavatam is to make you feel this at the time of death, when you realize your eternality. That identity does not die with the body. So the more we actually identify, I, I guess I'm also going to have to write dress when we discuss that. Um, yeah, I mean, Dodi is mentioned in the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Dodi means a cloth that is washed every day. And you don't wash pants every day. It's too complicated. How do you get in, inside them to wash it every day? Practically speaking, maybe. 
and that you know but cloth and watch the simplicity but it's also the identification whatever you wear you identify with it's so clear and it gives you a mood but of course what do you do if you live in arctic circle you don't wear the dhoti or some cold country or you know some country where it's not the common dress it could even be um put you in a fearful situation or so obviously for practicality it may not be worn but certainly one should understand the principle of identification with Krishna and the dress of Krishna helps us to think we are devotees. So we should at least like when we go to Vrindavan and we can wear a dhoti or a sari and put on tilak and dress fully as devotees. Whether or not it's practical for preaching or that's 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 another thing one who's accepted krishna as his eternal son never laments temporary attachment is the cause of one's ruin you've come to the material world to worship krishna so remain remain joyful on the spiritual platform as long as you remain in this body become attached to Krishna and accept Krishna as your wealth, companion, and light, you should understand that bodily relationships with your brothers, friends, husbands, and children are all temporary. Well, he's really, I, I mean, he's preaching the truth. I, I don't think I would be able to do that in a circumstance like that. But somehow or other, these people are elevated their proper. Who is anyone's husband or son? These are simply temporary relationships. Even if one wants to keep such a relationship forever, one cannot do so. As a result of one's karma, once one becomes a son and sits on someone's lap, but when the results of his karma are exhausted, he cannot remain there. Living entities who find happiness and distress in these relationships become degraded and fall far from the lotus feet of Krishna. Therefore, control your lamentation and become merged in the ecstasy of chanting Krishna's name. Then Bhaktivinoda's desires will be fulfilled. I'm wondering if I'm reading Bhaktivinoda Thakur's commentary rather than the verses. And that's, that's why it says Bhaktivinoda. I think. Well, no, there, that's, there's no numbers on the verses. This is all Bhakti Vinod's commentary, huh? Remember with a purified heart that you have surrendered your wealth, companions, body, and house to Krishna. 
Why do you lament, O oh my son? Krishna has taken his dear one for his own pleasure. Everything happens according to the will of Krishna. To derive one's happiness and distress from these temporary incidences, incidents is a product of ignorance. Accept that Krishna will be beneficial. Give up your selfish desire and be freed from contamination. Daya Krishna, Naya Krishna, Pale Krishna, Shabe, Rake Krishna, Mare Krishna, Icha Kare Yabe. Krishna gives, Krishna takes, and Krishna maintains everyone. Krishna protects and Krishna kills whenever he desires. Desires of one who opposes the desire of Krishna will never be fulfilled. Such a person achieves only misery. So when you die, it's Krishna's desire that you change your body. And if you're a servant of Krishna, you will surrender to that service. You'll accept it rather than trying to fight it. Of course, we should try to protect life as far as we possibly can, but sometimes it becomes so obvious. And when we do that, then the anxiety is gone because we've transcended the false ego. Okay, I'm going to stop now. I, I can't. Uh, this is a weekday, so I'm still getting a, quite a nice crowd of participants are coming during the week. This is so wonderful. And I'm able to give class several times a week. Great. Anybody like to share something? Are what you want to be. You just say your only anxiety is you haven't realized. Thank you, Jamiljai, for getting the ball rolling. Anybody else? Like this? Good morning, Maharaj. How are you? Isabel. Hare Krishna. Nice to see you. Hare Krishna. Um, I love what you said earlier on about when you're in distress, you know, serve someone else. It reminds me of that quote, um, I believe it's Gandhi, that says, you know, um, the best way to lose yourself is to lose yourself in service to others. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's Thank you. great. Yeah, sometimes we want to lose ourselves because it's just so painful. <laughs> okay, thank you. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna. Hi, Krishna. Krishna Premi. Who is this? Krishna Premi. Hey, Krishna Premi. How are you, Bo? Hi, Bo. I. I'm very impressed by your definition of the difference between uh, bhakti uh, yoga and karma yoga because you make it made it very succinct and very clear. And uh, you said that bhakti yoga means first uh, first bhakti, then the action, and the karma yoga means action first, then bhakti. And I, I feel that this is very enlightening because for quite some time. I'm trying to figure out the definition of karma yoga because I think karma yoga is also bhakti because you offer the result of your actions, activities to Krishna. Now you really um, made it so clear because it really depends on your consciousness, what first comes to your consciousness. Very nice. Thank you very much. You really bring it to the point. It's 
So very good. Then I will quote it when I explain to others. It's very, yeah, very brief and very clear. Wow. And you still can't buy a ticket out of Mayapur. <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah, we are still waiting for the charter flights. We don't know what will happen. But the, the flights back to China are all canceled for this month. Before, still like two flights a week. I don't know what Krishna's plan is. Wow. You, I can't buy a ticket to Vrindavan. You can't buy a ticket out. So, so fortunate. Okay. Hi, Bo. Krishna Premi translates to me when the Chinese devotees come to Vrindavan. They bring groups. So she's a really good translator for that. And okay, anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Tota Gopinath here. Hi Bo, Tota. Hare Krishna. I see your threefold bending form in your flute. Thank you. <laughs> okay, anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Gail, you. Hi, Bo, Gail. Gurungi. Hi, Bo, Gurungi. <laughs> I see you got my forward. It's Gurungi. I know it's Gurungi. You can't hide. <laughs> okay. One more person. Hare Krishna. Akiko. Hi, Bo. Hello. You have some point? I just want to say hello. I just wanted to say hello. I, I joined late. I came from back to center's uh, class, so I joined late. But I just wanted to catch there's up. Cla this. There's class in the Bhakti Center? Um, online as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so um, I just caught a little bit, 20 minutes of it. So thank you. Okay, thank you, Tito. Hi, Bo. Hi, Oh, Haribo. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go without my mom. My mom had a meeting. Sorry. She What's that? Sent her. My mom had a meeting, so she couldn't oh, attend the oh, class. Okay. Nice to see you. Thank okay. you. Haribo. Thank you. Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj. This is Amala Tarada. Haribo. The weather's getting nice there now. Yeah, it's much better. How is it in... When is your country opening up the borders for flights? Um, I think they're already flying to like Miami, New York, I don't know where else, but uh, there are already flights, not uh, very well known by everyone, but uh, it seems that it's happening already. And how is the uh, COVID in your country? Uh, well, not that bad because we were in quarantine for a long time, but uh, the main city, Buenos Aires, is the one that is more, most infested it's with the more, you know, more people with problems. And it seems like the city, like people are not even following anything. So we just wear the masks, but uh, that's it. And then they're everywhere. So they're, you know, spreading everywhere, but. Okay. Just checking out the yeah. weather there. 
Okay. It's getting better, Maharaj. I'm checking it out. I'm checking it out. Okay. Great. Anybody else? Thank you so much. Who's that? Oh, okay. Hi, thank you. Okay, one more. It's Leela Vrindavan. Okay, we'll speak today. That's great. Good to see that you're on the class. That's nice. Oh, okay. Thank you for the class. Haribo, this is, I'm just so happy that I can reach your country now, you know. We can still feel some community, you know, despite being isolated in a, in a place where, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> a, a place where you couldn't do Krishna West even if you w wanted to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are so fortunate to have you, Maharaj. Thank you. You couldn't do Krishna East even if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> no East, no West, North, South, nowhere. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. All right. I'm going to head out now. Very interesting evening. I got up after three hours. I, I just got up after three hours. I said, this is ridiculous. So I was up at 11 o'clock. Uh, that was it. I was up at 11 o'clock. So I tried to go to sleep, but I couldn't because I felt rested. And then I went and I did some writing and took a three minute nap before the class so I wouldn't fall asleep. Maybe I'll take one now. Okay, Haribo, why don't you go?